I'm from the future. I came here in a time machine that you invented. Now I need your help to get back to the year 1985. Welcome to the week 17 edition of Back to the Futures, the season-long NFL future betting contest here on the Hammer HQ. Reminder to smash the like button of the channel, but also go to the Hammer dot bet for all your sports betting needs from the pro level all the way down to beginner and casual across all sports the hammer dot bet is where you need to be pal okay jeff feinberg versus tim Undercus. jeff your futures all of a sudden looking pretty good making you a big favorite right now but you know we've seen this change like every two weeks we might be talking in week 18 on the show and all of a sudden tim has vaulted back to the top uh, yeah, certainly it's it's uh, so much volatility in a lot of these markets. And as we sort of noticed this year, Pat, like NFL fans, we are we are an NFL media like it is an unforgiving week to week sort of league uh, and things move quickly. And to think where this number could have been a few weeks ago would be jarring. And I'm coming in as late as possible. But I do believe the Packers take care of the Vikings this week, take care of the Lions the last week, find themselves in a seven seed after everything. Aaron and his receivers on the same page, plus 175, Green Bay enters that tournament. Won't that be fun? It would create a fun, I mean, Tim, you you said on our show this week, you love yourself a storyline. That's a fun storyline. Absolutely. That's a fun storyline. It's a team as someone whose team may, you know, is more likely not to make the playoffs and make it right now. I, I if I can't be there, I want fun things to happen. Okay. What is your selection for week seventeen? I'm gonna take the over ten and a half season wins for the LA Chargers. They're big favorites this week <laughs> against the Rams. They are going to be favored big next week against the Broncos. I'm getting plus money to do it. So I'm gonna take it. I thought you would have swung for the fences with your pick and tried to really catch up all in one go. Only I always no, say I have a I, real I, chance this week. Whoever wins the Jet Seahawks game has a real chance to make the playoffs, and so I have a real chance to win one of those two based on this week's outcome. It, it and is. Washington's been playing so badly. If I can get a loss out of Washington this week, then I have a real chance to win that one too. So uh, this is a hinge week for me. So I'm putting this one out there as like, okay, let's get a plus one seventy five in the window here. I have so much on a preseason Chargers 10 flat win total. <laughs> and Tim coming on right now, it's like it, to piggyback off of what happened on our spreads pick show on Mail Media Network this week. It's ungodly what I put on the Chargers to win 10 games. And if anyone watched our show throughout the year, I've been begging for a push. Like a push would will feel like a win. Will feel like a win. And now, like for the first time, there's a number north of 10 on that. And you're just coming in. You're here to destroy me. I'm here to make better picks, but no, like I think that the plus 175, considering they're playing the Rams and the Broncos the next two weeks, two of the very worst teams in football. I just need them to beat them both. There's, I'm getting plus money for them to do it to win both games. I, I love it. I was, uh, you talk about those two futures that can come through for you. Well, what's the Seahawks one? It's not that big, is it? Seahawks to make the playoffs. Yeah. I want to say it's at least 
plus 400 at that point. Yeah, but I, I mean, there's a real chance that Jeff hits that Bears worst record, which I think is like 12 or 14 to 1. Maybe he does. There's a, there is a real chance that he hits it. I kind of hope he does. I mean, I, I really hope you he guys does. all as, make money if, if you all make money, money if he does. So, like, I root for your guys' success more than mine. Oh, no. That can't be good. I, I Did anyone pick Dayball as coach of the year last week? Because that's still out there at 15 to 1. I, I'm starting to think that he wins. No. That the reason, me. no. The, 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 I mid, did. I have you, you did. I, okay. And, and I felt so. I feel so vindicated how the, that Dan Campbell odd that I mock relentlessly. Okay, but last you know what year. though? Like, if it's still fifteen to one out there, like, when have we ever seen someone win an award in the NFL this late in the year with odds that long? Like, it, it, maybe there's an example I can't think of, but like, cite it to me. Like, who's ever been this deep of a of a dog this late in the year to win a year long award like that? I couldn't okay, tell. Well, can I tell th- you? Th- this feels like the right type of award for that to happen, though, because it's just a like. How do you quantify coach of the year? You can't. At least with the other ones, there's like some sort of metric guideline you can go by. The, the, what has happened in some of those season-long award markets in the last couple of weeks is astonishing. Saquon Barkley went from essentially 30-1 to 1 to a co-favorite for comeback in the last week. And Kyle Shanahan was 20-1 to 1 to win coach of the year a week ago and is now the second guy on the board at plus 250 plus 275. So the volatility in those markets, Tim, I'm telling you, they're, they're wild. And a lot of that goes to the ambiguity of comeback. Was he hurt? Did he, was he just bad? Did he, was he on the bench? And then for coach, like, is it the best coach? Is it the most at the least? Like there's so much ambiguity when we, when we try to figure out those awards. It's true. Like well, there's la- no la- ambiguity about offensive player of the year. I congratulate you on that ticket. Oh, see, I think Jalen Hurts is going to win offensive player of the year. Well, I mean, Jefferson's a heavy favorite. I, I, re- I realize. Is, I, I, is, I realize, he's, one. I realize he's the heavy favorite, but when he doesn't win MVP, which he's not going to do now, it's going to be Mahomes, I think they are going to try to reward him somewhere. Now, if Jefferson breaks all the records, then yeah, he's going to win. But if he doesn't, I could see Hurts sneaking in there. Hurts is having an amazing season. But Yeah, but I, I, I see your – I understand what you're saying there. Even though I don't agree, I understand what you're saying. But to look at it, last week, Dan Campbell was plus 175 to win Coach of the Year. He loses. This week, he's 22 to 1. That's pretty remarkable. So, Dayball was 30 last week. I gave him on this. He lost the game, and now he's 15, Pat. Yeah, I know. People think he's doing I think he's doing a great job. Doug Peterson's the one you got to watch out for, I think. If it's not Sirianni, I don't think it's going to be Shanahan. I think it would be Peterson or Dave. Although Shanahan's got a great case. He's had to manage incredibly difficult circumstances. I I completely agree. But I feel like he falls in that, like, weird Belichick category where, oh, we'll give it, we'll get it to him sometime down the road. Okay. Call me crazy, but is it not disrespectful that the Carolina interim coach doesn't even have an odd on any book? He's not going to win. He coached, what, like five games, six games? They were... Done. You just slapped your head. I slapped my fat thigh. <laughs> okay. Maybe if you ate some oatmeal, it'd be fine. It's true. Steve. No, I'm not saying he should win, but I don't know. He deserves some level of. I don't, uh, yeah, you're right. You don't need to post a number. 
See, I feel bad for Steve Wilkos because he's going to leave Carolina and he's going to go back to being the bouncer on the Jerry Springer show. It's a real downgrade. Do you think he ends up with a job next year? <laughs> this guy was given one year in Arizona and they fired him to hire Cliff. I don't think he stays with Carolina. I don't think they bring him back. Yeah, I, no, I agree. I agree. Their owner seems like he's willing to throw money around for more of a name. I'm saying this Wilkes, this guy's got no breaks. He got one year in Carolina and they fired him to hire an idiot. I think Denver, I, mean, in, I think Denver, Denver should look at Steve Wilkes because no like high end coach is going to want to be like, Oh, you know who I want to coach Russell Wilson, but he would. Denver has to make such assurances to anyone who takes the interview that they won't even be judged by next year. Like if, like, cause if you have any sort of reputation or are a high end candidate, like you cannot, or even if you're a no name candidate, it's almost like ridiculous to think that you're going to have a guy come in there and, and solve something. Weren't you calling for the Waltons to pay Russell out his money? Yeah, I am. I'm literally calling for the Waltons to pay it all. Cut them, pay it all, or be so rich because your daddy invented Walmart, force them to, re- like, make them an offer to retire that is so enormous, and then make them, send them a check for managing some Walmart that he never has to go to. But in life, when you buy a company like that, this Walton guy can, for the cost of $200 million, can instantly get culture like make a culture move and an equity with the fan base that that's almost worth the 200 million and all that dead cap money. It sounds crazy. Have 20 undrafted free agents. It I, sounds better than Russ. I don't think that Wilson is necessarily finished. I think we've seen a lot of guys over the past five years in a lot of sports be declared done. And then all of a sudden the next year they're like, okay, we just look like Chris Paul was done. His contract was deemed untradeable, that he'd be out of the league. He was an albatross for anyone. Not only does he get traded, becomes good. He signs another huge deal after that. Like, Russ isn't so old that I'm not saying he's going to be, like, MVP Russell Wilson type guy again. But if he's just, like, league median quarterback, the Broncos could actually be pretty good with this defense. So do you feel better about Denver or Cleveland? Hmm. Cleveland. Okay. I just, I'm, not sure I, I'm not sure. I'm not sure. I know the answer to that question either. My suggestion is so extreme and very unrealistic. But the realistic scenario is keeping Russ another year and then cutting him when it's only eighty-five million in dead cap. Like so, now you're then killing next year and the year after. I don't. I don't claim to know what to do, but I snicker at it. And he's a mobile he's he's a quarterback who depended on the second level of plays improvisation. The mobility is an issue and the lack thereof. See, I I, other I, re- I I didn't think it was a mobility issue for him this year. He still seemed to move okay. Like he dude had and I know it's not like he had a ton of protection in Seattle the last few years either. Maybe that's one of the reasons post injury why he wasn't all that good last year, but like their offensive line is a sieve. And he's not operating, like you said, at the full capability that he used to be able to do. But if you just get him an offensive line that buys him an extra second or two, maybe, I mean, sometimes that's all it takes for a quarterback just to not seem abysmal anymore, make him seem average. 
the guy's play was was make two spinoramas, evade two sacks, and then up Chuck Kumbalu a great play. I don't know that that seems recreatable. He's a bad quarterback, and it appears he's an even worse teammate. Hey, Brett Rippin likes him. Probably got a Christmas present. I, I very much doubt that. An autographed hey, photo of himself. That would be amazing. Here, here's an autograph kid. Gave it to him. Let him walk out the Subway door. Subway gift cards it, for maybe all the his, Maybe his Christmas gift is his direct telephone number. No, not a chance. Direct to direct to his agent. He doesn't have to phone the agent's assistant anymore. He can just contact the agent directly. Be so sweet. So sweet. What a nice guy Russell Wilson is. So anyway, I don't think that he's completely cooked. I think that there is a chance that he can be salvageable in Denver. And hopefully they can build like, man, they won a fucking Super Bowl with Peyton Manning when Peyton Manning was a corpse. I feel like if they can get the guys on defense, they have pieces on their defense to make it legit. They can somehow add to that through free agency, a third rounder with the picks based on what they have right now, and just try to find someone to be able to protect Russ a little bit. They could be a teammate. They almost won a bunch of games this year, and they barely scored over 13 points in any of those games. So... I think that they're if they're right. I'm extreme. I'm extreme. I'm enjoying it too much. You are definitely right. Like why? Why why can't why can't the Broncos be next year be a better version of this like Huntley Ravens team, which wins every game? It seems. Yeah, or I'd say like the Jets that we're excited about to just get a median QB. So you're right. You're right. It's probably better to give it one more try, see if they can make him the 16th best quarterback in the league, and then they can win games. That would be my move if I was them, but I'm not them. So maybe they will pay the $200 million to fix their culture. No, they won't. They yeah, won't. Yeah, no, of course they won't. Anyway, so what was no. your pick again? You did, Tim, you were who? Chargers win the next two games? Chargers over 10 and a half uh, total wins, yeah. Okay, and Jeff, what was I yours? I hope you win that. I took Green Bay plus 175, make the playoffs. All right. We'll add that to the list of the futures on the Hammer HQ. I want to thank Jeff. I want to thank Tim. I'm Pat May. I want to thank all of you for watching. And we'll see you next week on Back to the Futures.